Welcome back to 710 Sports with Jack and Jared. This is episode six. Thanks for listening back in. This was uh, last weekend was the first. Yes, was the opening weekend of the NFL season. And so we're basically going to be breaking down in this episode how things went. We're going to be breaking down our picks from last week in a segment called 710 uh, Strikes and 710 Splits. Um, lots of splits this week, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, if you listen to the podcast last week, you're aware, but there's a lot of upsets. So, um, it was unfortunately one of those weeks. Um, we're also going to be doing a segment about the most concerning losses and the most convincing wins from week one. Um, and at the end, we're going to be doing some trivia questions. So stick to, uh, stay tuned for that. Just to start, we want to just open it up and sort of any, any takeaways from, the first week of the NFL season is what we've been gearing up for for months. Um, and so what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks here on 710 Sports. Jack, what did you think about how the first week went? Any major takeaways, any things from any games yeah. you wanted to talk about? My my major takeaway, I mean, it could potentially just be, you know, that it's week one. So it is some of that preseason rust and so on. But 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 like you said, there are a lot of a lot of upsets, a lot of teams that I thought would be absolutely just dog water just terrible you know like got wins right i mean i mean let's look at it right bears big upset browns i mean it was always a slight upset but still still like i mean it could go down the list that slight upset but text the texans colts game giant upset that it was even a tie mm-hmm. right that was that was the biggest spread of the week an eight point spread oh what's the other one the falcon saints i know I'm, i know how hot i was the saints i know they lost players but i was still a lot hotter and then than I was the Falcons. What was that? That was I think a five and a half point spread, and that was the <clears throat> like that was the Falcons game to lose, <clears throat> like that that was a classic Falcons choke in the fourth quarter sort of thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I saw a stat like they gave up like two hundred something yards and like seventeen points all in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and that's like you can't be doing that. So there are a lot of teams <laughs> I thought would be I thought might be like four win teams, like just terrible teams got wins or at least came very very close right because the Falcons Falcons still lost but came very very close oh yeah and the Giants the Giants beating the Titans who were the number one seed last year in the AFC obviously lost and ran one of the playoffs but still like right another five and a half point spread yeah I know that that was kind of my biggest take a lot of perhaps it means more parity maybe it just means more rust uh more rust this preseason or something but Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot, of, a lot of shaky games. Yeah, by, absolutely. By the teams that would be good and good games by bad teams. It's 100% true that there was a ton of upsets if you just looked at, you know, who the favorites were, um, especially in general coming into the season from last season. I think that um, only three or four of the playoff teams from last year won this week. Um, <laughs> I saw a stat like that. So a, a lot of playoff teams losing. Um uh, against non-playoff teams and I agree that you know it's a lot of upsets but also interestingly a lot of these rookie head coaches were getting um were getting wins head coaches mm-hmm. never been you know head coaches before you had McDaniels in Miami you had the two prodigies in Minnesota and uh and Chicago which I don't remember their names I mix their yeah, names up Eberflus was Dayball a rookie coach or was and he, Day, he Dayball is, is a rookie coach. Um, so you had him with the Giants. And they out here and they they got some wins. So it's very interesting. Also, shout out to Mike McDaniels. I think I texted you this. The dude looked like he took his Adderall or something <laughs> for the first time, or he or he wasn't he wasn't he, smoking because he looked like he was out there looking like twenty four. <laughs> looked like I was out there, you know. He he looked young, he, but he, he also young. He looked locked in. And every time yeah. that yeah, he, he does yeah. he does a press conference or he goes and he talks, like since he's been hired, I every time I hear this dude talk, I go, Man, this guy, this guy can sounds like he's straight out of college and that he's he just like he, he's oh, just been I, hitting a wacky weed right before. You know, and when yeah, I was watching and, the silence, yeah. I was like, Wow, he looks locked in. And and in all the press conferences, right? There was, and I know this, right? You know, Boston, you know, Boston sports sort of, sort of thing. New England Patriots. Listening to the to the Boston sports radio, one thing they were saying before the game was how every press conference, literally, like not every, but at least the there was a press conference where literally, like every question 
almost every question or every question he answered with a joke, right? Like, like they asked him a question and he answered with some kind of jokey answer. Like, oh, Bill, Bill Belichick, I really respect his, I don't know, ability to, I don't know, salsa dance. But it, like, oh, he, it was he's, a real, he's a real, he's a real fun guy. He was, he was joking every, guy, yeah. every time, which obviously, you know, there's many approaches a head coach can take, but he took the every, every question a joke sort of approach, which I thought was interesting, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I guess he had. A we'll talk a lot about the Dolphins up, later, you know, uh, than I would have thought. So, uh, well, I don't know. Is it hard to tell right now in the season if it's oh this team's good or this team's bad, right? Like it's hard to tell. Hey, is Miami no, can, actually actually good or is tell. the Patriots terrible? Uh, I can, I can tell. We're we'll, we'll be getting to that. So don't uh, you know you know no need to get ahead of ourselves here. Fair enough. Okay, so. And with that, we're just going to roll right into our strikes and seven ten splits. Um, and I guess we're going to alternate between strikes and splits. So that way, Ooh, you don't I get see. too many strikes or too many splits. That's <laughs> that's no good. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> Don't so we'll get start too positive here. So. Yeah, or too negative. Jeez, I mean, we could we could go forever with the splits. It was a bad night. Um, in in respect to that, but. Um, I think that just to, just to let everybody know, we're not hiding from the fact that I think that, um, straight up, we, we both collectively went, um, we went seven and eight and six and nine oh. and against the spread, we went five and 10 and four and 11. So, oh, yeah. um, and we'll probably, we're probably both going to end up going, um, seven and nine and five and 11 because I took Seattle tonight and Jack was one win behind me. So we're probably both going to end up and he took the Broncos. So we'll see how that (laughs) goes. You never know. Never know with this weekend. We're not hiding from the fact uh, that, you know, those were our picks, but there was a lot of upsets. No one, no one at ESPN had, you know, uh, the bears beating San Fran straight up. I mean, so, but um, to get right into it, like a strike from last week was, we obviously had Ravens over Jets like so many other people, but specifically, Jack, you hammered it in a bet. You said yeah. the, the Ravens are going to easily cover the spread um, and so that you should basically go out and bet it. It was an easy hit. They did cover the spread, yeah. and it Only was a convincing points. win. Yeah. One of those games that was not like one of those – it could have been, an, could have been a, an upset-like game. Not at all. Very convincing, convincing win. Yeah, so I, I looked at some of the highlights from this game. Didn't watch it during one. There was yeah. too there was too much stuff going on at one to watch a blowout. But um, <laughs> it seemed like Lamar Jackson was playing pretty well. But I'll be honest, I'm not sure who they've got around him as a weapon on that team. You've got the tight end Mark and Mark, Mark Andrews, and that's it. And that's um, I know they it. had a running back come back. I think I I, I think one of their running backs got, was hurt last year. Came back, you know. Uh, I forget his name. I saw I saw a story about this earlier today, but. I, but, but like I, another running back, but Pat, yeah, passing option wise, no, it's Mark Andrews and that's it. I, there I, was I a lot of dropped passes. You know, there's a lot of dropped passes mm. in that game. And I'm not sure if there's going to be enough. When you look at what's coming out of the AFC right now, I said that maybe the Ravens could be the best team in the AFC record wise. And you see what patrick mahomes did to the cardinals and you see what josh allen the bills did to the rams the former super bowl champs and then the ravens kind of half convincingly beat the jets i mean i think it was what 24 to 3 or something like that 24 to 9 24 to 9 right i don't know that's not that's not as convincing to me Mm. i would say that it's a worse team than the cardinals or the Rams and Pat, Pat, Pat's Pat's beat the Jets. What like across the two game series, 100, 100 to 20 or something, 100 to right? 10. No. And they could be I better, know. they could be, I better know, I know. Sure. but they're not, yeah. they're not, I know, right? So know. it's, um, <laughs> it's a that's a little concerning personally for me, but that's that's what I've got from that game. But we did, we did strike on that one, so um, now to a 7 10 split. split. Uh, we're gonna, there were so many to pick from, some of them were. <laughs> Like I said, you know, we're we're not going to talk about Bears over San Fran until later, um, because that was just a weird anomaly game. But we'll talk about that in concerning losses. But um, we ended up taking the Jags straight up and um, oh yeah, both with, of us pretty and convincing to cover and to cover the points. Um, we weren't concerned about Washington the Washington Commanders at all. Um, 
and we didn't really think it was going to be that big of a problem. The spread was only three points. We figured uh, we'll take the Jags with the points because yeah. uh, they were plus three. And, yeah, we really liked that. Yeah. And Did basically – <laughs> Carson Wentz ends up going out there, tries to lose the game twice in a row. In the fourth quarter, he had two ints. Two ints to give up the lead and uh, give up a, another score. And then he goes out and drops two huge TDs to win the game in a comeback fashion. And it's truly, it's truly the Carson Wentz special. It's just that he came out on the other side of it because, you know, they're playing the Jags and Trevor Lawrence threw a late-game interception. So... Um, what do you, what, what do you think? Why do you think we were wrong? Um, what do you think we just simply wrote off Carson Wentz? Well, I think, or... well, I think we were wrong for two reasons. I think, I think you, you are a perennial, uh, Carson Wentz hater, mm. you know, always happen, always will be. So in that sense, it, it's definitely easy to underrate the commanders. Um, I, <laughs> I also thought Carson Wentz would be worse. I mean, right. He had a pretty, the st- before those those last two picks, like he was having a pretty good start of the game. He was, he was yeah. doing great. But yeah, I think he had four TDs on the day, three hundred and thirteen yards. Yeah, yeah. So I I think my biggest thing was I I think I mean but I mean both of us I think just expected Trevor Lawrence to take a bigger step up, but also I mean I mean like I think I think I think it was both things. I think both of us thought the Commanders would be much worse than they were, and I think we both think thought that uh Lawrence would make a bigger you know, would have a noticeable step up, a noticeable, like, you know, new coach, new receiver, you know, second year, you know, playing a team that I would be appalled if they make the playoffs, like, right. And I'll make a playoff team, you know, but maybe overall pick two years in a row, you know, uh, maybe all those receivers and all that money that they spent in free agency, they, people seem to believe that they did overspend maybe, Maybe yes, they did yeah. really overspend. Um, <laughs> I mean, they when they gave Christian Kirk wide receiver one money when he's probably a wide receiver two type of a thing. So that was definitely that was definitely a split on our part. But what are you gonna do? Um, how about a strike though? Strike. Um, Jack coming in from the top rope, taking the Vikings <laughs> over the Packers. Hammered he liked the, the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. He hammered the Vikings. He liked the Vikings um, plus. I think one and a half and straight up said he wanted them all the way. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think they're a and, playoff team. Yeah. Right. And so they ended up winning convincingly 23, seven, I believe was the final score. And uh, it really I, wasn't I even that so. close. Yeah. Vikings 23, yeah. seven. And it wasn't really that close. Hackers had nothing like going offensively, offensively, defensively, even. Yeah. It was a bit of a mess. What do you think? Um, what do you think about the Vikings coming out making a statement win over the uh, you know perennial Green Bay Packers <laughs> who have been winning that division for years? I think that I mean I think Justin Jefferson looked great that game, yep. of course, and I think is definitely a big big candidate. He was making some big catches and stuff. Uh, I remember oh there's yeah I remember one, one catch that ended up they they did a penalty they shouldn't even I don't know if they should have done the announcers didn't didn't like the penalty but uh it wouldn't have been a catch anyway but just the I think that that like the, some of the offensive weapons on that team are are you know pretty good and and you know Captain Kirk had a pretty good day and even on defense right and on defense right offensively they did well against a Green Bay team that has a pretty good defense that has some good players on there I think they spent I think they got Nicobe Dean um who was slated no he's on the Eagles I but, but I I think they drafted a linebacker early if I remember right um with with their first round pick. But, but but like they they were drafting drafting for defense they have good defensive players, uh Green Bay with Vikings offense still executed and, I mean yeah the Packers had a bunch of people out and stuff but the Vikings defense still had still held them to seven points right yeah it's so said, yeah it's so odd I mean they seem like they might it's one game but the defense was not particularly good under Zimmerman last year and. They come out immediately and hold Green Bay to seven. Now, is it because Aaron Rodgers is a little rusty? This happened last year. Maybe he's had a little bit too much of the ayahuasca um, <laughs> before before the you know start of the season. He's got to kind of he's detoxing or whatever. Um, in all seriousness, I I'm not sure what's going on with the Packers, but regardless, the defense looked pretty good and the offense looked way better with the offensive head coach there. So. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Turk, Turk looked great. And I took the Packers just because proven commodity. And it seems like it's been proven that they at least will lose in, in week one um, <laughs> fairly convincingly. So maybe that's uh, something that I should have seen coming. But uh, yeah, we'll next. see. I had, I had the Packers going <laughs> all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so I don't know if that's uh, that's a gonna, spicy take. I, I don't know if that's going to hold up here because uh, they they looked fairly bad offensively and and defensively. So, um, so that was a seven ten split for me, but a strike for you. Um, <laughs> onto a double seven ten split for the double both of split. us. We took the Raiders over the Chargers, um, with the points. They were plus three and a half, and straight up, we thought that they would beat them. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, the Chargers seemed in control of the game pretty much the entire time. Raiders tried to make a, a, a late-game push, but ended up being 24-19 Raiders. Um, so they did with the points, they still did not you know, win against the spread. And so Chargers covered and won. Uh, why do you think we were wrong? Um, I want to specifically understand why you think the Chargers are better, but you picked the Raiders um, and why that was not necessarily not the right – um, idea for the game yesterday. I I thought that the Chargers, especially with some of their big additions offseason, uh, being, being um, like like free agent pickups, like like, like making those big big additions, especially against what is a passing team, right? Like a good passing team, uh, at least a team that when you expect to be expect slash expected to be a good passing team. I was thinking that maybe J.C. Jackson would integrate that quickly. Maybe Khalil Mack wouldn't you know, perform very well or like, like at least could, like wouldn't have the, the pass rush. We might like, they might've wanted. So that, that was kind of my thought that, that maybe I think at some point in the season, that stuff kicks up and the sheer amount of talents would overcome potential early struggles. But I was kind of expecting some more early struggles. I guess my mm-hmm. big thing, especially, I mean, especially cause I feel like the Raiders, like I was expecting. And I mean, I mean, I mean, Devonte Adams had a good day. Yeah. 10 catches, 141 yards and a touchdown. So it was like it was at the very least he was getting stuff forced to him well right like that's a lot of yards you know a touchdown so like like i guess i thought that i was thinking that that getting 140 yards and a touchdown out of him would be enough to win darren waller got got 80 yards i think it was just the reason i thought this game would be different was i thought that Derek carr wouldn't throw three interceptions and wouldn't get khalil mack wouldn't get how many? Oh, three take sacks. a second to find it. Wouldn't get three sacks, and so I I thought that 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 defensively the Chargers would still have to put enough together to kind of stifle the Raiders. I I thought they would eventually. I thought like over the course of the season, I thought the pieces would come together and all that. But I mean, they seemed to do well last night. I actually don't think J.C. Jackson played last night. No, I but their he was, was but their cornerback safety like core of yeah. players are incredibly good yes. and they made Derek Carr pay basically the combination between oh, yeah Kyle Van Noy the line the line causing pressure and forcing Derek Carr to either take sacks or force the ball into <laughs> bad situations Derek Carr did not handle the pressure well at all I thought maybe you know if there was problems on the line which there are that he would be able to, with all those weapons, be able to get the ball out fast enough. We saw this from yeah. Josh Allen a lot in the Thursday night game. He was throwing one and a half second slant routes <laughs> that that ended lot, up yeah. he ended up yeah. getting bit on one of those because he was throwing them a lot and it turned into a pick because it bounced off of this guy's yeah. chest and the the, the, and, the yeah. linebacker was breaking on it. But anyway, um, he was getting the ball out a lot faster. Um, than Derek Carr was. Derek Carr was forcing it, pushing it, and throwing in the triple coverage. Yeah, three three ins. Did not see that coming. I thought that they would handle yeah. the pressure a little bit better, um, and they did not. And so now I'm concerned because I had the Raiders in the playoffs with being second overall in that division, and they didn't look very good. Um, <laughs> they didn't look very good defensively either. So yeah. Um, I don't know, slightly concerning on that. That was a that was certainly a seven ten split. So uh back to strikes though. Um strike for you. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some strikes for me here. Just in general, I ended up taking a lot of these teams um 
with the points. So I took Steelers with the points, Bears with the points, and Browns with the points because I thought that they were in sort of toss-up games. They all ended up winning straight up, so it would have been a lot yeah. nicer if I just took them to win. I mean, who was <laughs> going to take the Bears to win? But the Bears were plus seven or something. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll take plus seven yeah. um, against Trey Lance. Well, I should have just took the Bears straight up against Trey Lance. But, um, uh, yeah, so, I, I, you know, against the spread, that kind of saved me. Um, so that was good, and that was a strike. Um, out of those yeah. three, uh, are you surprised? What what game? I guess you're probably surprised the most by the Bears, right? Yeah, I'd definitely be to say I'm most surprised with the Bears. But you I'd know say, the yeah. the Browns as well somehow sneak mm-hmm. out a win with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I don't know. Although that, I think there were, I believe there were there were multiple uh multiple officiating concerns with the end of that game. That a couple on that final drive, ba- Baker actually actually you know gets gets a nice what 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 could have been a game winning drive uh gets a touchdown gets in the lead i saw a stat somewhere he had like a crazy passer rating or something in, in the fourth quarter specifically obviously not in the whole game but like had this crazy drive get back and then the browns get two massive penalties or not or one massive penalty and then like in their favor and then that that thing where they where he faked the he faked the spike but then or like not like he went to spike it then he didn't and then he spiked it again like Something weird with that, and the officials. Yes. I, I think the official came out and stated the rule correctly, and then did the opposite. Right, <laughs> like, right. Said that, <laughs> that like he fake spiked it, then spiked it, so there's no penalty. But that should be a penalty. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so that was a blown call. But I mean, I but, that, but even would, still, would I don't that think have made that it a five or ten yard difference in the but, field goal. I don't. I'm not sure. But I think I I think it was something like a. I'd have to check the down and stuff. But I feel I think there was some other stuff. I think the the other penalty earlier, I I mean, I think the biggest thing was Christian McCaffrey got like five carries or something and not, I mean, I mean, may, maybe because of injury concerns, but not because of like, not, not because of injuries. Like he didn't get hurt during the game or anything. He, They're trying to make think, sure he doesn't get injured. And I think he, yeah, but interestingly, he, I think he, he was still in most of the snaps. It wasn't like he got five carries because he just wasn't on the field very much. He was on the field plenty. He just weren't, they, like they, they, they just weren't running with him. I'd have to check, uh, check exactly exactly the numbers there but but they just he was just not not at all a part of their offense when he's potentially the most talented player on that offense when healthy but <laughs> well, I, we gotta include that yeah you know, you know he got 10 carries 10 carries that's actually more than i thought baker had at, five i mean i think that everyone's fully aware that matt rule might not be the greatest of coaches so <laughs> that's probably just showing here a little bit um it seems like that showed a lot this week if you didn't have if you had bad coaching then your teams looked pretty bad uh i'll put cowboys in hand there because (laughs) i looked at i looked at the baltimore's offense and the cowboys offense i said to myself okay decent running backs decent quarterbacks obviously lamar's better than dak but these guys are throwing to straight up you know hannaford like Hannaford employees here um and at least Dak has CD Lamb I don't think that I would I wouldn't say that Lamar has anyone nearly as good as CD Lamb and between Lamar being better than Dak Mark okay Mark Andrews yeah but yeah but yeah but but if you're gonna do that then you could say Dalton add Dalton Dalton Schultz is all right but yeah he's all right but between Lamar Jackson and you know Harbaugh actually being a good coach and them having a good organization they were able to beat the Jets. Uh, so, whereas oh. I, I, I don't know if I could say the same if the Cowboys were facing the Jets this week. Um, so, um, here we go. Yeah, and then finally, uh, one final of our last – That we'll talk yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, that we'll talk about, exactly. <laughs> the final 7-10 split, we took Colts um, over the Texans. We took them to cover the points and straight up. And obviously that that did not go well. They should have lost that game. But yeah, they came it back shouldn't late. have even been a tie. Yeah, shouldn't have even been a tie. And then they force all the way to um, the end of overtime. The end of overtime. Um, basically, Texans have the ball at midfield. They need to convert a fourth and three or something, and they couldn't kick the field goal. So they they punted away with ten seconds left. Yeah, or something like that. And a very. <laughs> it's some sort of cowardly meteor on Reddit that says yeah. like 
in the yeah, 99.9 percentile yeah. of, of cowardly punts all time or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Classic. So what do you – any takeaways Ooh. from, from I mean, that, that game, miss on our part? What's I mean, going on? I, I mean, Dave, Davis Mills had a pretty good game, I think. I think he had a – at least – I mean, at the very least in the start of the game, I, I was having trouble finding stats because I, I would see the stats in real time. But I'm having trouble finding that retroactively. But um, but the the like like Davis Mills, I think he was the highest rated QBR of all the quarterbacks, like from from last year, like the, all the rookie ones from last year. I know we did a short segment on that. He had a higher QBR. Oh no, this is just QB rating. Oh, I want to talk about that. But where is QBR? He had a higher QBR than he actually did, didn't have that great of a QBR. Higher than Wentz, higher than Joe Burrow, that's for sure. Higher than Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, higher than Derek Carr, higher than Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, uh, higher than a lot of guys, at least on whatever I'm looking at right now, uh, ESPN.com slash NFL slash QBR. But, um, but I mean, like he had a, he, he, he was the best among, among the rookies on one of those stats, the old, I mean, not rookies, sophomores, I guess, but he, he played pretty well, you know, and, uh, Texans defense frankly played pretty well. The Colts didn't the Colts didn't score. I think at the first half that game was the Texans were up by by a fair amount, right? Yeah, the, but at the end of the first half they were up by 10. At the end of the third quarter they were up by 17 points. Yep. It was 20 to 3, right? Or was it 17 now? It was yeah, it was 20 to 3 at the end of the third quarter and then Colts scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. The Texans didn't score any. So those first three quarters Texans are all around where I'm playing the Colts. Is it right. is the Frank Reich the head coach of the Colts? Ooh, I just don't understand what's I going so. on there. They were yeah, Frank Reich. They're unable to really punch it in the end zone and deliver offensively. <laughs> um, yeah, defensively, like you said, they're pretty much letting Davis Mills do whatever he wants. And I don't know if I really believe That's that a, Davis oof. Mills is that good. Um, <laughs> I just wonder exactly what's going on because it seems like you've got Jonathan Taylor, um, maybe not the best wide receiver. So maybe jo- uh, Matt Ryan is kind of making, you know, making the best of what he's got, but mm-hmm. he didn't look particularly good. Um, he had a lot of yards cause they were coming from behind. Um, and, but that's about it. And he yeah. was looking a little bit old out there. I feel like <laughs> I made it. I might have been giving him too much credit in the QB rankings. Yeah, yeah you may, you may have, you, you, you may have been too hot on the Colts if they're out here tying the Texans. Yeah, that's. Uh, but once again, this was the same thing last year. They said, "Oh, the Colts are a mess. scary team, scary team," and they were not. Scary team didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah. Didn't make the playoffs. Here but um, okay, now, now so for what, for for what we've all been waiting for, for what I've been waiting for. And what, and what is that? The Our concerning the, losses? And convincing wins. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be – we're going to ask four questions. Two of them are going to be about uh, concerning losses. Two of them are going to be about convincing wins. We're going to he- put losses and wins head-to-head against each other, and we're going to answer which one was more concerning of a loss, which one was more convincing of a win. So we'll start with, a, uh, with the losses. Jack, what do you think was more of a concerning loss? The 49ers lost to the Bears in Chicago or the Titans lost to the Giants in Tennessee? Ooh, well, I'm I'm glad I get to answer this one first. I, I, I've got to hammer the Titans loss, was, was I, I would say more concerning. I think for the 49ers, if you're a 49ers fan, there, there are a lot of excuses you can start peddling out. You can say super rainy game, boom. Right, right. I, I watched some of that game. It was in 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 area, not in area, but whatever. I I got to see it. Very super rainy. You know, there was I I even saw like Trey, Trey Lance make a couple good kind of running plays, scramble well. You know, so you got to see some stuff. And it's what his like third NFL game. There are a lot of there are a lot of excuses you can put. Yeah, I thought the Bears would be absolutely terrible. Right, but but still, I I didn't even take them with the points. I took 49ers plus 49ers minus seven. But still, I I could see that being, like like there's some excuses you can pedal out there, right? He's got to mm-hmm. get used to this. He's got to get used to everything. Blah blah blah. But if you're first the Titans, games, yeah. yeah, first game. If you're the Titans, right? I don't think anyone was hurt or anything. It was right there. Henry played. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill played. It was just like, and you're you're playing. It's a team that I probably would have said was going to be worse than the Bears, 
and you lost and and I thought you're going to be a better team. Like, and you're a team that should be more ready to go. You should be more ready to go than the than the Bears. Um, maybe it's you know, I mean, have more more ready to go than the 49ers, right? 49ers rookie quarterback, blah blah blah, that rookie, but like may as well be. Uh, whereas the Titans are like, like if you're if you're the Titans, like there's only so much time left, right? Derrick Henry's getting older. You know, Ryan Tannehill has never been like an amazing quarterback, but even for, for what he is, he's not, it's not like he's a quarterback at a point where I think he's going to get better. It's not this is like probably oh, his last contract in Tennessee. Exactly. I have to imagine. So it's like with those two things, like if you're Titans and, and, and you're giving up, you're going to giving up games to the New York football giants, then I don't know. So uh, I don't, I, I think I agree with you, but I will say that, for the 49ers, uh, you, we've talked about this before the season started, but you gave up all this draft capital yes. for this guy. You basically kicked Jimmy G out and then brought him back in like a, <laughs> like a little puppy and signed him to an $8 million deal. So you leave him on the roster, and then Trey Lance goes up there, and he plays okay. He doesn't play bad, but he plays – he doesn't play great. He had a that's, he had a, that's a three first three first round picks. You know, like like trading two and then using the what like third overall pick something crazy, right? right. Like a, there was a pick swap a to get that. Uh, yeah, in, yeah. In that in that round, yeah. so they gave up three altogether to move up. But yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think it's slightly concerning with all the drama there, and then they go out to Chicago, and yes, there's weather. Oh yeah, all this stuff. But, but both, really, both quarterbacks have to throw in the rain, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Both quarterbacks have to, have to throw in the rain. And Fields was throwing pretty well in the rain from the mm-hmm. highlights that I saw. And the 49ers' offense is a lot of running. They should have been yeah. able to beat Chicago. Do you know who Chicago's running back is? Guess what? I don't, and I didn't even look it up. <laughs> I I don't know. They, yeah. And so, and they beat them in the rain in Chicago. Um, and it it was a messy game. I get that. So. I think that there seems to be a lot Trey, more. Yeah, yeah, Trey Lance threw less than fifty percent completion rate, hundred sixty four yards and one touchdown. He did th- he did run for 13, 13 times fifty four yards. You know that's a that's a lot of running for fifty four yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that that is a lot of running for a, especially I feel like a quarterback. You kind of expect for like a quarterback who's going to be running. Obviously, Tom Brady, you're not expecting many yards, but like like. For a, run, a running a quarterback who's in a run, you kind of he's expect getting, like he's getting those less times than five he runs yards are carry. big. Yeah, that's four point right. two according to uh, Google. You know, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so th- I I don't know. To to me, just from watching the first week, the Giants seem to have a little bit more. Uh, they had some stuff together. It did seem yeah, good. they had, they had a little bit more talent um, on that team than maybe we thought. Obviously, with Saquon getting back from injury, yeah, Saquon had a great game. They're running the entire offense through Saquon. I was watching this. Any success that Danny Dimes is having in the past game is coming from the hard play action. Yeah. That they've got eight in the box, and <laughs> you know, and they're 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 basically tackling Saquon on the line while Danny Dimes is sitting there picking off open guys. Yeah. You know, it, it, out in the you know, it, out in the field. Yeah. You know, so I, you might be right with that. And All so the Giants. Wow. Well, I'm not hot. I, I, I know, I know. When, <laughs> when they had to throw, when they had to throw, and you had Danny Dimes out there in the gun, he was he did not look hot at all. And I I saw saw the highlights. Lots of uh, lots of deflections. There was a strip sack on him. He threw that terrible See? pick in the red zone where basically he was, he, he was he still eyed, seventeen for twenty one. And yeah, he not played many good. Yards, he right? played but, good, but, but he still Jimmy G esque. So many. <laughs> So many quarterbacks this week did not play very good. I mean, you can put his performance was better than Derek Carr's. His performance was way better than a Dak Prescott's. His performance was better than Aaron yeah. Rodgers, but it still wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, but if they can solely run through Saquon, Saquon can get 170 yards a game or whatever, <laughs> and they can get a couple of big plays. They can they can be frisky. Um, they were frisky in this game, yeah. and and they had the Kahuna's to go for two at the end of the game yeah. to win or lose. And that's, that's the type of thing coaching, where coaching difference. Right there. Yeah. Coaching difference. Oh, yeah. And also <laughs> day ball, probably 
you know, he might be he, thinking this might knew. be our best chance. He might <laughs> yeah. be thinking this is our best chance to win a game this season. I might as well win a game, you know. And so we'll see. But yeah, I so I think we'll to probably, a win or are we going to a loss next? Yeah, we're gonna go to a convincing win. Yeah. Um yeah. so that so two front runners in the AFC. Buffalo Bills convincingly beat the Rams Thursday night, and Kansas City also convincingly beat the Cardinals um, in the four o'clock hour. What do you think uh, was a more convincing win, Josh Allen and the Bills or Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? I'm going to go with Pat, Patty Mahomes in Kansas City, and I'm going to do that for two main reasons. First reason, I mean, people were like, 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 think about how how these teams were rated, you know. A lot of people were worried about the drop off, you know, Kansas City might have without Tyreek Hill. A lot of worry and stuff about that. Whereas everyone was super hot on Buffalo. So I think, for one thing, the win kind of means more for Kansas City. But also, if I check that Buffalo Rams game, it was, yeah, 31 to 10. But I also like Josh Allen still threw, he threw two picks, right? There was still some, there was some questionable stuff we like, like we, like we would see. A lot of that was short passes, at least at the start of the game. And the Rams, like I could see the Rams, uh, like the Rams lost a lot of a lot of players, right? That the Rams lost Odell, they lost, uh, she's a black, Von Miller, they lost Andrew Whitworth, which is a big, big note, big thing to notice that the, uh, whatever, whichever tackle it was, one of the tackles that had like a rookie tackle in, and who did not <laughs> perform very well. I mean, and it's big shoes to fill. It's big shoes to fill, but it's still like, like that was. Like I, I, I would say I think the Rams. I, I mean, there's the, I didn't go into this thinking, oh, the Cardinals will be terrible. I wasn't very hot on them, but I, I didn't think, oh, the Cardinals have lost a bunch of players, this, that, the other thing. I mean, I know they have, but like, but I, I mean, I didn't. I guess I expected maybe the Bills Rams to be close, but I didn't think the Chiefs would hang like forty five on them or whatever they scored. I didn't think it would be that. And then they just stopped. Like Patrick Holmes could have thrown for more if they kept throwing. Like like that could have been. If they threw, if they kept playing like they were the first two quarters, then that game could have gotten ugly, you know. And I right. think for Patrick Patrick Mahomes to show that show that, I that big thing of showing the convincing convincing us that oh Patrick Mahomes throw Tyreek Hill like that's not you know no need to worry no, no need to worry about him you know. Right, the Bills I'm, played great, but I was everyone was kind of expecting them to play great. I feel like. I am going to say that I think that the Bills had the more convincing win just because I feel like the Rams are still and con- will continue to be um, a better team. Um, or the Rams will be a better team than the Cardinals. Um, yeah. So this season. So um, I think they just beat a stronger opponent and their defense looked, ah, well, Kansas City's defense looked pretty good. But I would say that the Bills – um rushers looked really really good yes that's um, definitely way better definitely than i thought they were going to and so i guess overall as a team the, the bills were more convincing um but patrick mahomes i think probably might have played better than josh allen i mean wow but both these guys played great and i think the bigger part of this was you've got two good teams in the nfc and two good teams in the mm-hmm. afc and the teams in the afc are blowing the good teams yes. out in the nfc yeah. And this is what we saw coming. We know that the AFC is way better and way more competitive. <laughs> and this was shown right, right in week one. You had two good teams from both conferences, and here they are. You know, you know, AFC is destroying the <laughs> NFC. So on to concerning losses. Um, what do you think was more concerning loss? The Raiders come out and sort of in a nail biter lose the Chargers, lose by five, or the Patriots basically get blown out blown out by half to the Miami Dolphins. Here's what I think. I think I think the Patriots lost to the Dolphins is more concerning. But okay. the the you know you, you know the big but here is that I think the Dolphins are trash. Right? I do not think the Dolphins played well or at the very least Tua did not play well. I watched, right? That that that's a game I watched almost that entire game. Uh it, it until it got to the point where you just turn it off, but <laughs> no, 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 not even that, because because it was the Patriots were starting to do something that that looked like oh maybe it could be a comeback. Like they they started having some drives. It, it, at a point, 
So there's something that could have happened. And then there's a big Nelson Aguilar fumble. But I think there are a couple big, there are a couple plays that easily could have gone, easily could have gone a different way. The seven of those points were off of a 42 yard slant route where the Patriots safeties ran into each other. There was the, the strip sack return for a touch, like a strip sack turned for a touchdown from like the five yard line. Like, like the like the Patriots had to go 95 yards strip sack. Incredible defensive play. That's a great, it's a great, um, the linebacker who was blitzing did a very good, like trick move there. I mean the Patriots, but the Patriots line should have played it better. And that's why I think that's more disappointing. Cause I think it, the scoreline looked like it was not close, but also cause I didn't feel like the dolphins played well chargers Raiders. I was expecting a high level of play. So if the Raiders lose, well, well you lost to the Chargers, the team everyone's kind of worshiping, you know, the team with all these good players, yada, 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 right? That's, it was a close game and it was two teams that were very good. I do not think the Dolphins are good. I think Tua made a lot of bad decisions. There were a lot of, oh, in that game, a lot of, a lot of weird calls. There was the most obvious intentional grounding I've ever seen and they didn't call it. The refs, Tua threw the most, the, and that's the one hope I get. I have for the Patriots. The Patriots' defensive line was getting to Tua. He was he got to do all the intentional grounding he wanted. The refs weren't weren't calling it. He 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 got to throw throw balls right to the Patriots' cornerbacks' hands, and they weren't catching it. But there's a lot of <laughs> there were a lot of things that could have gone just slightly differently, right? So call call a couple more of those intentional grounding plays. The Patriots. The reason they got that 42 yards, a reason was the page a Patriots defensive player got hurt. Patriots had to take a defensive timeout. I think the Dolphins had a timeout because there was like 18 seconds left in the half. I think if, if they don't get a free timeout, maybe they don't even call a play. At that point, they made us ra- like, like they were at like the 50 or something, 46. Maybe they do one bit, you know, at that point clocks running, you know, you know, I, I could see things going differently. If they didn't get a free timeout there, they missed a pa- uh, pass interference, on the defense, big, big missed call. The guy was being held, Patriots receivers being held the whole time. And I know I keep making excuses to the Patriots, but I'm still saying it's the most disappointing, but that's why that the Patriots lost a team. I did not think was playing well and lost by that much. The offense looked that bad. Yep. Mac Jones was missing a lot of easy throws that Nelson Aguilar fumble. I mentioned earlier, only reason it happened was because Mac missed a wide open five yard slant pass. Dude was wide open. Mac Jones threw it at the ground, as if as if he was spiking it, you know. Right. Like, Page's offense did not look good, and that's why. Like that was what all the talk was going to be about, and and looked like the talk was right. So that's why for me, on that side of it, had had to rant there. I was planning on ranting a bit about that. Hey, so. no, it's okay. This is your team, and <laughs> this is the game that you spent a lot of time watching. I watched the highlights for this game, and I'm going to also say that uh, it's more it's a more concerning loss for the Patriots. Although I do think it's pretty concerning for the Raiders. You lost in division. Don't think the Chargers played super stellar. Um, they, I felt like they, they played a game that was pretty winnable, and the Raiders just didn't deliver offensively when they spent the entire offseason investing offensively, and they could not deliver. But on the side with the Patriots, in general, I agree with you. That game was played incredibly like sloppy from both teams. And what's concerning to me is that, it, that the Patriots played very sloppy. They did not play buttoned up. And for 20 years, yeah. the way that they play is that we are going to win by not, you know, by not losing making big mistakes. Yeah. Right. Like we're not going to give the game away. And in so many situations, I just felt like they were just making mistakes. Yeah. Big and mistakes. they were not disciplined. They were, get, they were giving up penalties at important times, offside penalties and yeah. stuff. To give first safeties, downs. safeties running into running into each other, giving up yeah, a forty-two yard touchdown pass. That, like <laughs> that was clearly, you know, what? Why? Why aren't they kind of buttoned up now? It's September. They sometimes they have a little bit of a slower start because t- Tom likes to bring in guys from, you know, Iowa State who are undrafted. Even, but yeah, um, and so you know, but uh, yeah, it was just it was just odd because yeah. it was not Patriots football, and with all this drama about the coaching and all this stuff it just shows them the field that they're not they're not prepared yeah. they're not ready and even though they might not have high aspirations for saying the playoffs or something um i don't know it's, it looks like we might be yeah. kind of spiraling to the end of an era there <laughs> in, 
Uh, Rebuild. <laughs> you know, you know, I love a good tank. You know, yeah, Bill's think... just tanking. Bill knows there's only a couple more years left. That this is a tank year. He's tanking for 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 some high picks. I'm that's, pretty sure this all. is this is technically like the third year of a rebuild. So I don't really know. <laughs> start, start, start in the second rebuild. <laughs> start in the second. Oh man. Okay, and so uh, the last um, convincing the last win. question in, in in the convincing wins uh, category. Put a more convincing win: the Minnesota Vikings over the Packers or the Steelers over the Bengals. <laughs> Well, we had talked about the Vikings Packers a bit earlier. I'm I'm definitely saying that. Uh, I mean, basically for the reason we talked about earlier is that they offensively and defensively did very well. That game didn't really seem super close at all. The Packers really didn't get to get anything, and I didn't feel like there was any like big, big like oh well, if only this had gone differently, then the game would the game would be totally different. Whereas mm-hmm. the Steelers Bengals. Bengals like were down their long snapper. I think they had their backup tight end or something doing this, yep. doing the snaps, and that's they missed a multiple important kicks. Right? I mean, both teams are missing kicks, but like they missing that that that. So if you're a Bengals fan, you're like, oh well, this is just a fluke game from Joe Burrow. First game back, he had appendicitis. Blah blah blah. Like I I could see I could see not being too concerned. Uh, it's definitely not good. You don't he, like he the bank he did not play well. Bengals didn't play well in that sense, but the Steelers like easily could have lost that game. Uh, like I guess my point is it was a very very close game, so I feel like for either team it it can't be that can it's not like the Steelers won convinced they won by like one point in overtime right by like a field goal in overtime or something. So I'm not that's what's not as convincing for me. I, I also think it means I mean I I mean the the loss means more to the Bengals than the win does to the Steelers, I think, because the Steelers defense played amazing. But if TJ Watt is gonna have a big injury and and like that that would have been the that's one of the big hopes of their season. So like Mitch Trubisky was okay, but wasn't like great or like wasn't wasn't that good or anything. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean it's a bit of a lob of a question here. I definitely agree that the yeah. Vikings had the more convincing win. Problem with the Steelers is that their offense still looked terrible. I mean, yeah. you you subbed out you subbed out Trubisky um, for big or big, big, big ben, ben for Trubisky, yeah. and their offense just with the, with the wide receiver weapons with Najee Harris couldn't really put anything together. The defense has given you five turnovers, four <laughs> interceptions from Joe Burrow, and you can't <laughs> scrape up a win in regulation. I yeah. mean, I don't know. That's, uh, that's rough. If all their points came off of turnovers they only got 20 points off of those five turnovers really <laughs> really two field goals two yep. touchdowns and i don't think that they all came off of those so the offense is still terrible it's still bad they gotta figure something out they gotta bring in some you know they gotta bring in mike mcdaniel's uh scribe or something or whatever because or mcveigh's mcveigh's <laughs> the guy who gets mcveigh's coffee should come in there and run the steelers <laughs> offense or something because um, that seems like to be where the league is going, and the Steelers cannot figure it out. Let no. Pickett get in there and also be bad because <laughs> it's. It... I mean, with 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 hands that small, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So that was concerning losses yeah. and convincing wins. Uh, trivia. Maybe, maybe we'll get back to that oh, segment sorry. later um, in another week. But uh, yeah, no, we're we are going. We're rolling right into trivia. Do you want to ask the trivia question first to end the episode? And um, I want to. I... I want to ask it first. Okay. I feel I'll like, you know, because I feel like your, yours might be higher quality or it's the same or it's the same piece of <laughs> trivia. Court, quarterback, right? How do I say this? Uh, see, it is, it's a quarterback question. Which, which quarterback was the second in the NFC in quarterback passing rating? Whatever this is, uh, just like this passer rating, not not QBR, just passer rating. Uh, in the NFC, I, I, in the NFC, I will give you, um, I'll give you. I mean, and and this is for more than five passes because Jordan Love th- made five attempts, got through four of them. So of course it's going to look good. Uh, I'll give you the number one. The number one in the NFC was Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk. Sounds who, about who right. Who was number two? Who was number two in the NFC? Oh, okay, so. It's probably something shocking. So I want to say something like Carson Wentz because he had a lot of yards and I think he had four touchdowns, but he also had two picks. 
other guys who had good games in the NFC. Oh, geez. I don't it know. It is an – oh, actually not. No, I, wait, I, I was going to give a hint. I, I won't give it yet. Yeah, I don't want to hint. It also could be – it also could be Daniel Jones. I just don't think he played a very good game. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Carson Wentz. Well, you are right that it is an NFC East quarterback. Not only is it an NFC oh. East quarterback, it is also it is also the best New York quarterback <laughs> of the, of Week One, and that is Daniel Dimes. Wow, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had a he was, what was that, 17 for 21, 188 yards, two touchdowns, one int, five sacks, one fumble. And, of course, this just goes to show why uh, passer rating, why there's so many other ratings like QBR and, and all sorts of stuff you use rather than passer rating. But I was going to say not Jalen Hurts either. Yeah, I should have. I probably would have picked Jalen Hurts if uh, I yeah, thought about yeah, it. Yeah, because he had a pretty – I thought he had a half-decent game. So Yeah, sneaky eagles just soaring under the radar. Okay, I also have a QB question about stats, um, oh, but okay. I thought uh, I was for a second there. I thought it was going to be the same, but um, <laughs> you might you might, you might be able to find this. This is about um, passing yards. Mm-hmm. So after week one, the top four QBs in order ranked in order of passing yards um, go as followed: Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, and Carson Wentz. Who is ranked fifth overall in uh, passing mm-hmm. yards after week uh, week one in the that's NFL. unfortunate, and and I'm doing. I think I saw this earlier today. Like I think I looked this <laughs> earlier today. I I think I happened upon this. Okay, I believe it is yeah. Joseph Flacco. Yeah, Super Bowl yes. champ Joe Flacco. Super Bowl champ, three hundred and seven yards. New York in the Jets to the Ravens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we both we both picked stats about New York. <laughs> About, about New York quarterbacks. About, about bad New York quarterbacks. There you go. Classic. But um hey, listen, that's uh I'm glad that you uh I'm glad that you saw that. That just stuck out to me. I could not believe it. <laughs> yeah, that. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> really because you know, really only 370 yards is the fifth ranked, and it was Joe Flacco. I mean, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you look at you know, Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, uh yeah, other guys had had a fish there were other guys with very Josh efficient Allen. games, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean these guys didn't have three hundred yards. Okay. All right, well, that's pretty much all for this episode. Make sure you guys yeah. tune in for our next episode. It's either going to be Thursday or Friday morning. It's going to release. Yeah, a little um, more forward thinking for next week. Yep, exactly. So thanks for listening uh, and sticking around till the end of the podcast. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, we'll see you. See you. Bye.